Land.com can help you find that little patch of ground to call your own and do all the hunting, fishing, and hanging out with the family you want. Just know that getting your own piece of land is something that can generate memories for generations, but also has the ability to generate income in both the near and long term. Like if you just want to start a rental business slash family compound. Go to Land.com and check out the hundreds of thousands of rural listings from all across America. Enough dreaming about it. Land.com is a place to find and invest in in your open space. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I close my eyes only for a moment the Steelers playoffs done. Lost to the Bills. Josh Allen ran wild. Now we're on our couch. Stuck on our couch. Playoffs go on, but Steelers stuck on the couch. Oh, <laughs> you're my boy, Mason. Mason, you're my boy. Well, that really stunk. Yeah. It was good that they got off the mat. It was good that yeah. there was a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Point, like, we yeah. thought it was going to be. We thought it would be, you know, back and forth to that point. But, man, you know, the song I'm riffing on has a line in the real one, same old song. Like, it's the same old thing. Like, yeah. they just get 21 point too big of a hole. Deficit, yeah. Too big of a hole. And, Again, I liked the getting off of the mat aspect of the second half and at the end of the first half, big touchdown to Deontay to make it 21 Big block field goal. Big block field goal that really sparked all of that. Mm. Um, so they do get a hat tip from me for that. And it was a bit different from Kansas City. Uh, Cleveland, they rallied a bit against Cleveland, but it was such a big hole they couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. In Jacksonville, they rallied, I guess, too, but it just it didn't feel... Cleveland and Jacksonville never had a rally where it was a one-score game late at one point, like no. this one was. Yeah. So they get credit for, for rallying. That is that is different mm-hmm. compared to the past three times. But you you dug that hole. You, you kind of... It's like in that heavyweight fight where the boxer gets knocked on his ass in the first round and everybody's like, whoa! And he mm-hmm. like he gets up right away and like he's right back to fighting, but he just loses his balance and, mm-hmm. and you're playing from behind and you're fighting from behind uh, from Jump Street. And, you know, you can't do that against a team like Buffalo because once you started to get that momentum going, Jacob, I mean, you saw that is an experienced team that has been to an AFC championship game Mm -hmm. recently uh, three years ago that knows how to win this time of year, um, realizes that their window is closing. This is maybe their best chance as this current iteration of the Josh Allen Bills are are constructed to win a Super Bowl. And they – showed you that down the stretch when they could ice the game. When when it became, you know, 21 to 10, they get the field goal right back to make it 24 to 10. When it became 24 to 17, they methodically just marched down the field to make it 31 to 17. Like, they were really good at always not panicking and keeping the Steelers at that arm's length every time the Steelers tried to, you know, claw their way back in that second half. So Yeah, to steal a Tomlinism from himself. Buffalo didn't blink. They didn't blink, and you can't. My point being is, you can't bury yourself to a team like that right. because they're one of the few teams in the NFL 
despite their hiccups earlier this year, that as they're playing right now, I don't think they would blink. They they are in a class of probably just three teams now, maybe four with the Lions sneaking in there, that I think can win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I think it's four teams deep. I think it's Lions, Niners, Ravens, Bills. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, it's it's hard to really wake up this next morning and digest that loss just because we've seen it before. And credit to the Steelers, as you said, because they kept it interesting. They they got the score to be within one possession late in the game, something they didn't do against New England, something they didn't do against Jacksonville, and something they didn't do against Cleveland or, or Kansas City. Um, but the difference between this game yesterday and the games where you saw the Steelers come back earlier this year was that when they were coming back, the defense did a good enough job of keeping the other team contained. Mm-hmm. This was a 21-point deficit, and despite Mason Rudolph showing some flashes in these last three games, it was going to take a lot. It was going to take every perfect scenario out yeah. of Mason Rudolph in that oh, second yeah. half to come back from that. It had to be perfect in this game. And you knew, yeah. you knew they weren't going to do that after that start, after falling down to well, 21 they and nothing. they been perfect in the first half. Right, so like, exactly. they exactly. just wave the magic wand and exactly. start playing perfect football? Uh, but no, just the, the fact that, just the fact that we were saying all week long, I we don't think it's going to be, you know, uh, a route in the first half. We, we think it's going to be close all game long, and if the Steelers lose, we'll give them credit for at least keeping it competitive, something they haven't done in each of their last four playoff games. Well, they kept it competitive late, but you, you really lose hope so it, fast when you're it, falling down to 21 to nothing in the first half. It wasn't that feeling where it was kind of like that I expected where the fourth quarter starts and we're all like on the edge of our seat like, man, what a game. You know, we've been give, we've been mm-hmm. taking the Bills' best punch all game long and we've been giving it right back. And, and you know, it's a one-score game and, and anything can happen. Instead, the vibe was it's a one-score game, not right at the start of the fourth quarter, but they made it one early in the fourth quarter. But you're kind of like side-eyeing the TV like, are they? Like, mm-hmm. is this happening? One more stop, and then you couldn't get the one more stop. No. Uh, and and I'll say this, even on the Calvin Austin touchdown drive, it was too long, right? They oh, weren't yeah, it, they, it wasn't like a methodical, like this team is back, this team is ready. They were attacking with big chunk plays. It was a 13-play drive, took way too much time off the clock, and you just didn't feel like even though the defense had a lot of time to rest, that it was the right amount of time for this defense to allow you. You made it where they had one chance at a right, stop. Like right. You didn't have a quick score where if the Bills mm-hmm. answered back, you'd get another and chance. And guess what happened? Like, the Bills answered back. Bills answered right back. We knew the key to this game was going to be turnovers, and it was. We just thought that the turnovers were going to come from the team in blue and white, mm-hmm. not the team in black and gold. Uh Ball security early was yeah. maddening. I mean, made you want to pull your hair out uh, with the Pickens fumble. Um, seemingly just unprovoked. No one punches it out. He just kind of tries to reach forward, mm-hmm. and it slips out of his hands. And then I do not know why that wasn't a fumble on Pat Frymuth. Nor do I, Tom. For the Bills. I thought that was Bills football all day long. Thank Goodell. Thank the league office. Thank the football gods. Whoever you need to thank. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I mean, that was lucky. I, I think that was yeah. a clear recovery from Buffalo. I guess the only thing that they say w- would say is that they they ruled it out of bounds on the field, right? Mm-hmm. Steelers ball that helped. There was such a you know 
log jam of bodies mm-hmm. there. Maybe they just couldn't definitively Identify. tell the guy who recovered it didn't have like an ass cheek sitting on the white line mm-hmm. or something like that, and he was. And out then of there bounds. was the stuff about Pat's helmet touching the ball. So you got away with that one there, but right. still, ball security was right. a problem. And then it I could mean, have been three turnovers. The yeah. big, big turning point mm-hmm. in this game. Um, you know, you dig yourself into that fourteen nothing hole. Right. But a really good response on that drive. Absolutely. After going down 14 nothing, uh-huh. you know, we're sitting in the studio. You're probably sitting with your buddies at home. You're like, they look, they're back. Like, the offense is finally well, attraction. Well, so how like, I mentioned the, the drive late in the game wasn't big chunk play after big chunk play. This was that drive. It was like, okay, offense is getting. Yeah. It made me feel like they can score on this defense Yes. Now. So yeah. you get all this momentum down into Bill's territory. And then you get picked off by Kair Elam. Um, Mason said after the game, a lot of credit goes to Elam on that play. I agree with him. I don't think it was a terrible pass. But Mason's also right in his evaluation that it needs to be more outside so that it's Deontay It's Deontay's ball, right. Um, I did think Deontay could have done a better job fighting Getting to the the ball. ball. Not saying that he would rip it away and and get the touchdown, but at least maybe force a breakup. But... I don't, you know, I know that that ended up being really the backbreaker in this game, and you can't do that. You can't turn the ball over in the red zone like that when you're the underdog by 10 points and expect to win uh, a 14-point swing, especially since the Bills scored uh, a few plays later. But I can't really say that was a bad throw. I can't really say that that was, you know, uh, oh, my God, what a boneheaded play by Mason. And although that the turnover that he threw really led to them ultimately losing this game in that 14-point swing. I don't think I was upset with Mason's play at all in Buffalo. I, to be honest with you, a playoff debut with 230 yards, a couple tutties, two tutties, <laughs> um, as you're frantically trying to come back, your second touchdown pass cuts it to a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, the interception is going to be at the top of everybody's list, and he deserves criticism for that. Like you said, needs to be more outside, needs to you know, have a better throw there. But it wasn't like just some god awful like what the hell was he thinking there throw in mm-hmm. the red zone, and other than that, you know, I I don't have much critique for him. I thought he played yeah. in his in his debut as a playoff starter in the NFL in the toughest environment left in the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'd give him a, a passing grade despite the loss. So no, I don't sit here on. Tuesday and go, ah, man, you know, they would have won if Mason Rudolph would have just played better. You know, yes, the interception was tough, but I still think he played a pretty decent football game. Yeah, I I think he did too. Uh, My biggest gripes with this, and we'll get to that in a second after we talk about Mason, is the defensive side of the ball. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's where I think the game really just gets away from you. 100%. I I know they stopped the run. I don't think the offense did terrible. Like, I, I really don't. No, I mean, I think to it your... It took a while for them to get going a little bit. I don't but... know if it did, though. Because, because I mean, they listen, they got they bit. got a first down on that first That's drive, which I thought was right important. Away. They did go three and out on the next two drives, and then they had the fumble, and and then there was the Pat Fryermuth drive. I, I still don't really know what happened, but that that drive that inter- that resulted in that interception in the, in the red zone... That was still, I mean, that was early enough in the game, right? That that made you think that, like you said, this team, the Steelers, can drive and score on this Buffalo defense. Yes. Like they average they to 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 compare the two, they average six yards per play 
on the touchdown drive that came late in the game that finished with the Calvin Austin play, they averaged nine yards per play on that touch on the interception drive. Nine yards per play, Tom. It was early enough, so you weren't really worried about the clock. You were only down by two touchdowns, and if you score, if you get in the reds in the end zone, it's a one possession game. So you're not feeling that sense of urgency that you did later in the game. That with that 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 drive that started in the end of the third and and melted into the beginning of the fourth quarter. I thought after watching that drive before that interception, I thought, okay, this is going to be a game, a really really rough start, right? You have. You had one drive that had one first down. You go back-to-back uh, three and outs, including that fumble, and then you go three and out again. But then you're marching down the entire field. You're going nine, nearly 90 yards. They pinned you in your own red zone. It just shows you how big of a swing. It reminded me, Tom, of earlier this season when the Steelers had that end zone turnover and then the the opposing team drove 90 yards and scored. I forget what game it was. It might have been Jacksonville. It was the it was it was Arizona. Was it? It Wasn't was it, Arizona. Was it, yeah. Then they failed to get into the end zone right. when Kenny got hurt, mm-hmm. and then Arizona, right. and they just took it all the way down the field for a right. Nation. And that was the turning point in that game. And even though the Steelers were able to come back, that even though and even though this was very early in the game, to me that was a turning point. You don't score, and then they go down the field 80 yards. And go up twenty-one or nothing. Even if they, even if Tom, even if the Steelers uh, score that touchdown and it's fourteen to seven, and Buffalo scores again at twenty-one-seven, the Steelers got that block field goal right. They got that touchdown early in the or before the second half started, so it would have been twenty-one-fourteen potentially. So you're right back in it again. I just, I really feel like that was a backbreaker, and it's it's tough because. To go down twenty-one nothing so early in the game and consider that to be your backbreaker, we're, we're saying we're trying to find the silver lining and say, oh well, at least they made it competitive in the fir- in the fourth quarter. But like you kind of said, you were still really second guessing. Is it really that competitive? Is it going to be a close game? Is it? Are the Steelers going to be able to pull it off? And to be honest, Tom, I didn't have the confidence in the in them to do so. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> When you look at the stats in the box score, um, it wasn't embarrassing at all. In fact, it was a very even matchup. The mm-hmm. numbers, that's the story that the numbers tell. Uh, first downs, 22 for the Steelers, 24 for the Bills. Uh, third downs, 5 for 11 for Pittsburgh, 5 for 12 for Buffalo. 
Uh, the Bills were one for one on fourth down. The Steelers were 0 for one on fourth down. Uh, 63 total plays, 66 total plays between the two teams. Steelers was 63. Uh, 324 total yards for Pittsburgh, 368 for Buffalo. They each had 11 total drives. Yards per play, 5.1 for the Steelers, 5.6 for Buffalo. Steelers outpassed the Bills, 218 yards to 189. Uh, 179 rushing yards for Buffalo to 106 for the Steelers. Uh, Steelers were two for three in the red zone, so were the Bills. It was a very even football game. I yeah, mean, the, on paper, the, the, but it, it did not will, feel that way in real life. Because of the it? turnovers, yeah. that that is where it killed you. But my point is, with all of that, is those numbers tell me that you can play with that team. Mm-hmm. You were able to match yeah, that I mean, team. They you got shot yourself the game in to the within foot. one score. Now I'm not gonna. Also, I'm not gonna say that Buffalo didn't do anything to take advantage of the turnovers because it's not like they were pick sixes or that you know the Bills got the ball at their own ten yard line uh, when they picked off when Kyrie Elam picked off Rudolph in the end. Yeah, they it was had to go eighty yards touchback. Yeah, and then Allen was just a freak of nature on that run. Um, but you know, you look at the numbers and everything tells you you were on an even playing field with that football team on that Monday afternoon. You just had a ton of self-inflicted wounds early in that game that dug yourself too deep of a hole. And you couldn't, once you, once you got into the locker room and again, like you see, you didn't play perfect second half football, but once you, you started to play better and Mm -hmm. started to play playoff level football, it was a little too late. Um, So, I guess we know we're talking. This is therapy, baby. We're talking ourselves into a little silver lining here. Ugh, you know, at, at least they shot themselves in the foot, and you can correct that moving forward. It's not like, you know, they were just completely overmatched like a couple of years ago in Kansas City. You know, that wasn't the case. Those box score numbers looked embarrassing when you looked at them. Right. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, this was a much more respectable game. And despite, yeah, I mean, look at it, Tom. Despite it being twenty-one nothing, it ends up being a pretty respectable score, thirty-one seventeen. Yeah, thirty-one. You didn't cover the spread, no. So. Which we thought they would. Yes. Um, I mean, look at it. To your point, after going up twenty-one to nothing, the Steelers outscored them seventeen to ten. Had a blocked field goal. Didn't turn the ball over either, right? I mean, they they didn't force any turnovers themselves, but they stopped with allowing the Bills to force a turnover on their defensive front. And then they, the Bills missed a field goal late in the game. Um, not that that really mattered because the game was pretty much over at that point. There wasn't enough time left for the Steelers to come back and do anything. But that's two trips they had, uh, the Bills, that could have finished in scoring and didn't. Uh, like I said, no turnovers. Um, and seventeen outscored them 17-10. to 10. So a really good adjustment, but just it doesn't. It's just too little too late time and time again. Yeah, it was too little, too late. That's I think that's the biggest takeaway. I mean, yeah, you want to? We can talk about the defense at length and their efforts. Um, I don't. I I'm I'm a, I fully agree with you. I don't think Mason Rudolph is to blame for this loss. Um, I was upset to see the running game have a significantly smaller impact than I thought it would on this game. Yeah, they did a really good job, Buffalo. Buffalo of containing, I mean, yeah. All week long, we were saying that that's the weak link on that defense. Mm-hmm. Is you know They're 15th against the run, and they haven't been that great against the run in recent weeks. Uh, they did a really good job of not allowing the Steelers' running game to, to give that offense any sort of balance whatsoever. Um, Najee was bottled up real quick. They tackled him on contact right away, and... Mm-hmm. 
they were really good at, at rallying to the football and gang mm-hmm. tackling. So, but regardless of that, that really all, was a big advantage for the Bills that for we sure. thought was going to be one for the Steelers. All of those takeaways, the biggest one has to be: it's just too little, too late. You can't, you can't continue to do this. Fall behind two, three, four. Uh, in the case of the Browns game, uh, scores you early in the game. Yeah, you can't, and you can't turn the ball over. And and no. I, I, I mean, I'm still shocked. There was a couple, maybe. I remember a little bit later in the second half, there was like a ball that Allen threw tipped. in the middle that was tipped up in yeah. the air. Not really Saw Allen's it. fault, just a no. bad, maybe a little too much mustard on it. And there it. were two and guys on the Steelers' yeah, defense so that could have gotten there. That, but I'm not going to say like, oh, make the play, because that was a tip ball, mm-hmm. and it would have been an extraordinary play. You know, all week I was saying, he's going to serve him up, make sure you catch the football. They never Didn't had a, really they look never like had it, a yeah. chance to catch the football. Like, he, mm-hmm. you know, it's I, guys hats off to Buffalo open, yeah. for stopping the run. And hats off for that offense and Josh Allen for really being conservative with the football and 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 scoring points. Getting he had three touchdowns through the air um, and ran for another one. So I mean he had a four touchdown day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only threw for two hundred yards. They ran. He ran for like eighty more yards. I mean that that he got touchdown, his numbers, but he was that also, run is a career defining. It was amazing. Potential Hall of Fame, you know, highlight reel kind of play. It was incredible to watch. Uh, truly, just if he does make the Hall of Fame, they'll look they'll back that on that on the, play. The yeah, highlight reel. Um, but you know, he gets his numbers. Like if you picked him in DraftKings, you're having a good day. Yeah, you got definitely. a lot of points. And a lot of people are upset. But he about wasn't that. reckless yeah. with it. Like he didn't. No, he wasn't. Go bananas or throw bad passes. He there was, was very the, very smart. There was the Alex Highsmith pass rush where he or no, I'm sorry, it was the Patrick Peterson pass rush. Whiffed on the what sack, and then what happened? Josh Allen just took off. And he only got like six yards. Yeah, but And they st- ended up punting on that drive. But still, that would have been you such a You pin him back big, an extra 15? Yeah. a big momentum boost from oh, the yeah. sidelines. Definitely. And you put him in the dirt fast, and you go crazy. Like, you get to run to the end zone and find some Steeler fans in the end zone. You have a little moment with them. Your sideline's juiced up, and you get some of that momentum back. And instead, it was just such a, a dud of a play. Um, you know, we'll get into that. Because that's kind of along the lines of the missed tackling problems that we saw on the defensive side of the ball. And we'll also talk about their inability to stop the run uh, in the next episode as we continue to break down this loss to Buffalo. We got, we're going to hand out moneymakers here to end the show. Okay. They went to the playoffs. Okay. You know, they, I mean, yeah, they, they got down, bonus checks they for that, They were down right? by one score in the fourth quarter. They deserve it. They deserve it. I, I, I give them a paycheck for the effort. <laughs> they don't have have to work for free this week. I'm going to give mine I'm going to give mine to Montrevious Adams. Wow, okay. Pay that man his money. The man who is responsible, this is unfair, for taking out TJ Watt last week. Oh, that is That's so unfair. unfair. That's very unfair of me. Um, I will say this, pretty low kick from Bass. You know, didn't do himself any favors. Still got to get a big old meat paw up there and swat it down. Montrevious Adams did that. Um, that field goal would have made it twenty-four to nothing, Buffalo. Yeah, uh, it really would have taken the wind out of the Steelers' sails. And the Steelers went used that momentum. They did they to a score touchdown. a touchdown? Yes, they they capitalized on it. So a much needed play. Shout out to Herbig too for for scrambling mm-hmm. and and tried to make that scoop play. Tried There's a little spoiler but, there. Uh-oh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Herbig and I'm gonna go Marcus Golden. Pay that man his money. Herbig just the thing they did continuously job. being in the, at, at the right place 
at the right time. Not coincidentally either. I think he really has a knack for the football. And Marcus Golden getting home on that one sack. Yeah, late in the game. Needed yeah. that. Um, I think they did an okay job filling in for Watt. I think that you really, I think Watt. It's, it's uh, the biggest possible shoes to fill. Yeah, and you know what? You know, this is so overshadowed because he, for some reason, is put into a category, even though he does so much more of just, like, he's a sack guy. He gets. I really think his absence hurt in the run-stopping game, too. Just not having number 90 out there as a threat. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I really he thought— He always crashes that line down. Like I really thought James Cook was not going to have as good of a day as he ended up having. No, Cook and Allen were both really good. Yeah. I mean, um, you talk about tackles for losses, like— that was a huge factor that didn't happen, I think, because T.J. Watt wasn't out there. 100%. So, I, you know, I think, you know, when people say, like, well, Garrett affects the game in so many different ways, so does Watt. And you saw his absence affect the running game, actually, a, a bit. Um, and we'll get to that because that was really a problem for the Steelers as they were trying to make that comeback is that just Buffalo was just able to run the football and it's really easy to keep leads when you're having success. Yeah, when the, the clock ground. is running, the, the ball's running, in your possession. Ground, yep. And you're scoring points. So we'll get into that. We'll get into some of the defensive woes. And we'll start to stick our nose into some of the offseason stuff, mainly what's going to happen at quarterback, because that's going to be a big, big topic of discussion all year long. I think there's this year, I think even more so is than more when. exciting offseason than, than after Ben's gone? Than when Ben left. We I think there's the, a lot more unknown. We were in the quarterback Not maybe wilderness. exciting, but a lot more questions to be answered. Oh, it's great to be having to do podcasts 365 all year round because there's never going to be a shortage of topics. No, I mean, what do we say every year? Every, every day of every year, the NFL has never no sleeps. offseason. And the Steelers are going to have a very busy one yeah, this definitely. year. And it starts now. Yeah. Uh, so we'll maybe start to get into that a little bit if we have time. We'll be back in just a moment here, though, on the Steelers Standard. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. 